This is a Poets and Writers page one author reading. To hear more, visit us at pw.org forward slash multimedia or at soundcloud.com forward slash poets and writers. Like many of the ghost stories I've grown up with, this one needs to start with a death. So let me begin with this. The first time you faced a dead body, you were a little girl. You told me this when I was eight. I perched on your lap. We were at the kitchen table on a weekend afternoon with plates of mostly eaten chung fun and bowls lined with the sticky residue of juk clustered in front of us. Caroline and Steph started to clear the table, chattering about whatever concerned high schoolers. Daddy retreated to the family room. I don't know how you settled on this topic. As you spoke, I imagined you in a village somewhere in southern China. Gray, boxy buildings worn from decades of rain and sun, sheets of green and beige beneath the fog, rice paddies and farms, overgrowing grass reaching toward the pale sky. I know now that this specific image from my childhood is wrong. I probably lifted it from a story Daddy told me about his childhood. Or maybe I saw it in a movie, some vague landscape with a pipa playing in the background. Kids, so impressionable, always picking up the most subtle things, like the way you slurped your soup or sighed when stressed. I swear to God or the gods or goddesses or whomever that 85% of my personality traits are yours that I saw and held on to as a kid, the remaining 15% a result of the fallout of your death. Now that I'm old enough to ask questions, I know that day when you found the dead body, you were likely living in Hong Kong. In my vision of you, your hair was cut short but long enough for your older sister, my Yima, to pull into pigtails before you went to school. I've pictured your child self this way ever since I saw a photo of you on a beach with Yima and a cousin. The water is a gray slant that stretches behind you. You are maybe four, and Yima clutches your hand as if to keep you still. There is something mischievous on your face, your gaze distant like you're lost in thought. That day you saw the dead body, mist rose off of the grass and dew collected on your shoes. You were all alone on the path to school, which you'd ventured down many times before. It was eerie in my imagination. You were on the precipice of danger, though I don't know if, in your reality, you felt threatened. The sun was higher than normal because you were late, and it reminded you to walk faster. I passed by this bush, you told me, and I saw this hand on the ground. I pictured, emerging from an overgrown hedge, a set of fingers attached to a forearm, attached to an elbow, attached to a real human. There was a person, you said. I can't recall whom you found, if they were old or young, if their eyes were open wide or shut tight, if there was blood or just gray skin. I wish that I remembered these details if you shared them with me in the first place. I do recall, though, that you said you knew immediately that the person was dead. You ran. Your voice split into a scream as you pumped your legs and raced toward your school, the morning quiet around you. When I think of this younger version of you, I see with dread what will surface in your life, the strains of immigration, motherhood, money, and then cancer. But let me correct your memory now, mommy. Or maybe let me correct mine. That is not the first time you saw a dead body. The first time you saw a dead body, you were only four years old. It was your own mother.
You lived most of your life not knowing the woman who created you. And I wonder if that terrified you the way just the thought of it terrifies me. I don't even know what your mother looked like. When I try to conjure an image of her, I only see an absence. 